Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. There's a lot more punks than there was four years earlier, but there was also as many posers. Posers were people that look like punks, but they did it for fashion. Welcome to SLC Punks, a Utah jazz podcast brought to you by the staff of SLC Dunk. Now here's your hosts, Michael Lohman and James Hansen. All right, welcome back to the SLC Punks podcast. This is your host, Hansen James. And this is Milo. And we're back. Like we're back, back. Both of us back. Back. Uh, talking jazz, uh, definitely a little more refreshed after kind of a crazy off season. We've taken a chance to kind of sit back and, and make sure everything was done. The jazz are kind of finalized. You went to sun Valley, got some, uh, rays. We had some, uh, boisterous discussions on Twitter as one does. And now that the jazz have made everything final with all their signings of Ed Davis and, and they signed Mie Oni in the summer league and, and everyone, it seems like the roster is pretty much set for the yeah. season. I don't think they really have any more cap to do anything, or, nor roster spots. Uh, we can kind of talk about it a little bit. Uh, what do you want to talk about first, Milo? Um, let's let's first, you know, let's take it all in. So they've they've signed officially now. They've signed Bowen Bogdanovich, Ed Davis, Emmanuel Mudiay, Jeff Green, um, Mie Oni. Um, they've brought back over Nigel Williams Goss. They've uh, they signed. Their other two second rounders to two way contracts, which I wasn't expecting that. I actually thought they would not sign them and try to stat, like kind of draft and stash them so that they could mm-hmm. start the clock a little bit later and have somebody else develop them on their own dime without having to start another contract or whatnot and possibly lose them. Um, but it looks like uh, they're definitely going to be Salt Lake City Stars players. And, um, and now it's just. Any other signings are just training camp guys where they're going to make Mieoni uh, compete for his spot or they're going to make um, the two-way contract guys compete for their, their two-way contract or um, ma- uh, make Nigel Williams-Goss compete and all of that. So I, I, all of that is just trying to create competition for the back end of their roster so that they can make sure that they have the right pieces in place for this championship contention. So um, with all of that said, man, oh man, uh, this team looks really different. It looks really, really different. We we went from an off season of no changes. Like the only change was like Grayson Allen for Jonas Jerebko. Um, and, and, and now like the buzzword last year was continuity. The buzzword this year is change um, and improvement. So my question to you, James, is who do you think the starting lineup to this team is? Well, I've been thinking about that. And I think, I think the jazz obviously were kind of initially thinking that, and I wonder because I think they were going to go after Bojan Bogdanovic regardless. I think he was definitely in their um, crosshairs, but I think, 
they were going with kind of the safe route when they went after Nico Miritich. And then the next day they wake up and he's going to Europe. And I think it really kind of changed their plans maybe a little bit or just put urgency in them to make sure they got done what they what they needed to. But I obviously mm-hmm. I think uh, they get Boyan Bogdanovich. He's going to be a starter. He fits so perfectly with what the Jazz do. I think the Jazz are going to actually move Joe Ingles to the bench so that he can kind of just be a uh, 20 to 25 minute a night guy and play off of whoever is playing with that second unit and then maybe close games here and there. But I think really we might be looking at Royce O'Neal starting and I don't know if the Jazz really play with a power forward anymore. I think the Jazz are going to be a little bit experimental and I think it's going to be four perimeter players surrounding a center at all times. So if that's, I think the starting unit is um, Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, Royce O'Neal, Boyan Bogdanovich, and Rudy Gobert. And I think you'll have Royce O'Neal and Boyan kind of switching off duties on defense and things. And I think the Jazz are going to really create a defense that can kind of survive with four wings out there. The Jazz have the biggest luxury in the NBA uh, in terms of defense. His name's Rudy Gobert. Because the defense can really just be designed to funnel things to him, and Rudy takes care of it. And I think we're going to see a lot of that. I think it's going to be a defense that's just very focused on getting, running people off the line, driving them to the hoop, and then having Rudy Gobert take care of them. Uh, we sh- it's going to be a lot of fun. I think Royce O'Neal starts, though. That's a long-winded answer to say Royce O'Neal will replace Derek Favors. Yeah, I'm and, like uh, going to Royce O'Neal's... Uh... Instagram right now just to t- take a look at him to see how is he is has he bulked has he bulked yet like like how much like I'm looking at some some recent photos of him and that's an old photo here's him in the gym in June like June 18th mm-hmm. and he I, he still looks like the same guy like it, it's not like he's bulked up and he's like all of a sudden become like PJ Tucker like PJ Tucker wide type of thing. But mm-hmm. so I, I think, I think there's definitely, I, I do think Joe Ingles is definitely not going to start uh, because one of the biggest things last year was seeing Joe Ingles get just worn down. He's worn down with off the court things with, uh, with the, the news of his son and having to get that all straightened out when you're far away from your support structure, you know, your family and whatnot, that's all in Australia. Um, And then he was getting worn down because the jazz were hit so hard with injuries. He was basically playing point guard and playing more minutes than he did the prior year, a year older, you know, moving into his thirties. So I think for Joe Ingles to stay as efficient as you need him to be, you do want him at that 20 to 25 minutes. And he will definitely be a really good player. He'll be able to be that defensive specialist where you're like, stop that man. And you put Joe Ingles out there and he's going to be fresh. You're going to have a fresh, mm-hmm. annoying, trash-talking Joe Ingles. And think of all the trash talk he's going to be able to get by being able to watch the game, get in the groove, see it from the bench first, and then he's already fresh. He's got, he's got heavy hitters. He's going to have some one-liners. He's going to be all ready. It's, it's not like he's having to work himself in a groove and he's having to think like, – exert himself on offense so he doesn't have any good zingers. It's going to be great. So I, I think you're – I don't know who's going to – I think Jeff Green will start out the year at power forward, but I think Royce O'Neal will finish the year at power forward. I think they will battle it out in camp, 
I think Jeff Green is going to probably get the um, get the get the first go around on that, and they're going to see how that works. Though I would love Je- a, a, a very I would love Jeff Green to join a veteran laden bench of coming of Joe Ingles, Jeff Green, and Ed Davis. Like that's a very that's a lot of experience coming off, off your bench with uh, Dante Exum coming off the bench, and then. Oh, yeah. who am- like that's that just that just feels like a good place, and if Jeff Green and Joe Ingles are are coming off that coming off the bench, then you're really going to have I think a really good um like with that you're gonna and then also you have uh George Niang who's gonna be coming off the bench well, as well. You know what? And maybe this is a hot take, but maybe by the end of this, uh, I mean I think we've heard little rumblings that uh, Yang is having a nice off season and. We saw it last season, even into the playoffs, like George Yang looked like he belonged when the Jazz were playing the Rockets. He did some nice things. And I wouldn't be surprised if George is that starting power forward at some point. Like, why not? I mean, he's a 40% three-point shooter. He handles the ball. He can pass. He really fits everything that Quinn Snyder wants in a player. And he's got the size that maybe uh, Royce doesn't quite have. Although Royce has played at the four spot for the jazz a couple times last year and he really is and one of the things about royce is he's just strong and so i i just he seems like someone that could if you wanted him to but why not george i mean he can shoot and he'd be uh the fifth option on offense if if your fifth option is a four 40 percent three-point shooter in in george niang that's pretty mm-hmm. good you know what i mean and so uh the the jazz know better than me obviously if he's ready for that or not and uh, but I, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point next season George just becomes the starting power forward, um, and then you have uh, just even that much more depth for the Jazz to play with. Uh, I really like the idea of of oh, not only just playing less minutes, but Ingles just kind of playing just a lesser role. He, he really took on so much last year, and his his burden was high to just be like that secondary ball handler to Donovan Mitchell. Uh, it yeah. was just too much. But if you can get uh, Joe Ingles to be first, the first option for Joe Ingles is always a corner three, just a spot up three point shot. And if he can get back to that 40 to 45% three point shooting, that's gold. And then the secondary is like handle the ball. But last year it was like handle the ball first, run a pick and roll. And then if you're ever open for a three, that's great. And I just right. don't know. I don't know if that's really. I we know that he can run a pick and roll really well, but I think last year we found out if if you're having Joe Ingles be a major part of your offense in terms of handling the ball, it's it's not going to work for a long time. It's going to wear him down, and and we saw that. Yeah. I I think what's so great about um all of what Utah's done is it really puts people in their best position to succeed. Um, mm-hmm. the only person, the only, um, person that I'm not sure if all these changes has put them in their best position to succeed is say Royce O'Neal, where he's going to have to make a big adjustment. And, um, and so I, I don't know where that's going to fit. I think one of the reasons why, um, Jeff Green might win out at the beginning of the season is right now, when you look at who's coming off the bench for the Utah Jazz, you know, Dante Exum is going to be that first guard off the bench. Um, you know that Joe Ingles is going to be that first forward off the bench. Um, you know, uh, you know that Ed Davis is going to be the big man 
first big man off the bench. Um, but then if you have Royce O'Neal coming, coming, um, starting at that four position, then you're kind of looking at that where you're like, okay, well, who's, who's, who's my two guard and not necessarily two guard because that's not how Utah's offense works. It's just guards and wings. Um, and, and so you're, you're thinking, okay, well, who's going to be, who's going to be bring, um, giving Donovan Mitchell his, his, his time, who's going to be filling in. And, um, and your, your options are a Mieoni, who is a second rounder, uh, Manuel Moutier, who hasn't, who's in the same position as like, uh, as good old, um, Dante Exum, where in this, um, who are you? prove it type of deal where you're like, okay, well, you know, what is he? Cause he's been playing point guard all this time. And Oh yeah, by the way, he shoots the three point shot as well as Dante Exum. So having him and Dante Exum out there as your, as your uh, guards uh, kind of hurts. So what do you do? What do you do in that way? And if you have Royce O'Neal coming off the bench, you're at least able to be like, okay, we're going to slot Royce at that guard position. You have Dante Exum out there. You're able to have space. Um, you can leave Jeff Green out there for some time, or you can slot Bohan down, and you can move him down. And then you have some more flexibility when it comes to when it comes to your your bench with a George uh, a George Niang, uh, gorgeous Georges. Uh, he can he can definitely uh, he can play that stretch four position, and you're not having to move Royce O'Neal around. So I think I think that's might be a reason. Just so you then as the year progresses and you're like, hey, Nigel Williams Goss all of a sudden is killing it from and he can stroke it from three. And I'm okay moving him at that shooting guard position. Even when we uh did the um when he was signed, I even I even said, you know what, we need we can't think of Nigel Williams Goss as maybe threatening Dante Exum's role. Um we need to look at him as he he could be a good uh backup shooting guard and even uh, the Draft Express uh, scouting re- report for him coming out of college was he probably doesn't translate into a point guard at the next level because he wasn't a distributor. He wasn't a playmaker, but he was a scorer. And so that would fit more into that that aspect. So, um, yeah, I, I still think it's Jeff Green. I think it's Jeff Green, but I don't think it'll be Jeff Green for that long. Mm-hmm. I honestly, and maybe I'm already falling into this, I just don't know if the Jazz are going to be doing things in a traditional way like they have mm-hmm. in the past like like i mean do the jazz even play with a power forward anymore i think honestly what we might see is yeah. the jazz are just going to put out their best they're going to put out their best players so it's going to be mike conley and this is just my opinion mike conley donovan mitchell rudy gobert boyan bogdanovich i think they don't want to start ingles otherwise i think maybe they do start ingles and they just have four wings I, I- but I just think I don't think you want to start Ingles just because of rebounding. Like I think you would rather have Royce or Jeff Green out there, and that's why I think Jeff Green is out there too. It's like you need you need you need rebounding. Well, and, see, and I think Bohan uh, uh, rebounds well for his position. Donovan rebounds well for his position. Mike Conley, um, you're not really going to be thinking about rebounds from that position, but he's crafty in that way. But I think from the four. Um, Part of what makes Utah such a good defensive team is they don't allow second chance points. That's part of their identity. And so I think one of the things is a, and that's probably why Royce is because Tony Jones has even reported on it um, where he said, I think Royce has a strong chance of being at that four because he rebounds well. 
And that's what they're looking for. He rebounds well. Mm-hmm. And so and then you also get shooting out of that. You get a, a really good shooter. And you're able to just switch one through four. Super, super easy. Yeah, and I'm this is probably a cop out too. I don't think the Jazz know exactly who's gonna start either. I think Camp will it'll become apparent in camp. If I was betting, I'd bet Royce. Because I think Quinn's just gonna want the shooting out there. Um and Jeff Green's not a bad he's not a bad shooter. He's like an average shooter, which is fine. Um Yeah, part of the reason I think Jeff Green might win it is just playing the four and guarding the four night after night. Um you want Royce to get a feel for that first. And so they would be able to run him in lineups as the four starting out. And then once he's, once he's in that groove of that, then you're like, okay, Jeff green to the bench. We have that veteran presence. And that's the other thing that I really like. I like both fits because Royce O'Neal off the bench. I love, I love him coming off the bench and being a defensive stopper along with Joe Ingles. So you're throwing both of those guys out at the same time. And it's just like, yeah, get some, um, also, but I also like Jeff Green coming off the bench, and you're like you. Then you have like you have Ed Davis, Jeff Green, and Joe Ingles, like this this strong veteran bench. Like both both are just have their obvious positives. Mm-hmm. Um, both have their obvious negatives. Where you Royce O'Neal is probably going to struggle at first, like getting used to that, um, and getting used to the physicality of that. Um, and because even though we say, you know, like, you know, there's a lot of small ball fours, uh, there's still a lot of big fours out there. And, and, and so, you know, how, how is Royce going to, uh, going to deal with that and, and be able to, to work hard at that. And he played well to his, to his credit. He played well, um, at the four in, in some regards in the playoffs, um, with on PJ Tucker. And he's not, he, he's a very physical, physical, um, uh, player. So. Um, yeah. So we've talked a little bit about the bench. Who do you think Utah's sixth man will be? Like, who's going to be the guy where it's just like, uh, he's coming in. It's, it's the change of pace. This is like, like who's going to be Utah's Andre Iguodala? Uh, I, well, it, we said this last year, but I think it's Dante Exum. If he can just stay healthy. Uh, one thing I've noticed, um, if you want to get traded away from Utah jazz from the Utah jazz, be the player that Quinn keeps playing over Dante Exum, and you will eventually be traded or not resigned. <laughs> so we saw that with Shelvin Mack. We saw that with Howell Neto. Uh, Dennis Lindsay wants Quinn Snyder to play uh, Dante Exum, and I think that's going to happen this year. I think Dante, I mean, we're really looking at one of the first times he's going to get a real full um, offseason to, to play and be healthy. And I know we talk about this all the time, but he'll be able to come into training camp and just kind of really take that that uh, sixth man role uh, and go with it. I think he can come in and because the Jazz have spread shooting, so Dante can come in and have a corner three shooter in in uh, in Joe Ingles and he can have a pick, uh, a big that can set picks for him and Ed Davis and then just shooters around him, whether it's Royce O'Neal or Jeff Green or Boyan Bogdanovich or Donovan Mitchell or Mike Conley whoever is kind of on the floor with him with that second unit. I mean, that second unit is going to be really, really good. Oh, and, and 40% um, shooting George Niang. He's going to be able to get to the rim and score just like Donovan Mitchell. It kind of is obviously not, he's not the same player that Donovan Mitchell is, but he can kind of fill that same role where you get to the rim and score and facilitate for others. Um, he has a chance to be really, really good. And if, if Dante can stay healthy, 
if he can put everything together, he can be he can be that guy that kind of blows up this year that you know you didn't really see coming. Maybe a chance to be like a, a most improved player type situation where he you know just comes out of nowhere. Outside of Utah, people have completely forgotten about Dante, and so if he has a really nice year, he has a chance to win that MIP because you know yeah he definitely he definitely does i think um uh, i said on um uh, on the right tempo um he had his best stretch when he was surrounded by shooters oh absolutely right that his best stretch was in december right after they got Kyle Korver and he had um this lineup of Kyle Korver Joe Ingles Dante Exum Jay Crowder and then um and then you had Derek Favors at the 5 mhm and and he was he he was wrecking teams. He was absolutely wrecking teams. And so, um, I, if he's if he's able to get right, he could do that again because he would be out there with a lineup. Probably after the first change, it would be it'd probably be him, Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, Bowen Bogdanovich, or or Jeff Green. And they're all shooters. And, uh, Royce uh, O'Neal. And, and, Ed, and, and Ed, Ed Davis. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing. Like, if honestly, if you wanted to put some money down on Dante to win most improved player, you'd probably win some pretty. That's a decent chance because his first step, he can get by anybody. Like, he honestly can get by anybody. And when he's on a spread floor, and especially against second units, he's going to get to the rim almost at will and so it's a safe bet that he's going to have a really nice year and if he stays healthy i mean and then you just factor in the fact like he's shown to be like one of the best players that's ever guarded Harden ever he honestly shut him down two years ago when they were playing and was the big reason they even won one game against him that season uh he has a chance to just be such a big factor and the other reason that dante is a big deal is because if Dante plays well and he can stay on the floor and do great things, that means Mike Conley doesn't have to play as much. He can play 28 to 30 minutes a game, which I don't think you want to play Mike Conley more than that because Mike Conley himself no. has had a pretty uh, checkered injury history. Recently, he's stayed pretty healthy, but uh, if you... But I think, I, think, I think he's going to have like a... He could have a Kawhi-like resting pattern this year where you're just like, it's a back-to-back... We played. He played a lot of minutes last night, um, and we're playing. You know the the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, um, and then so or the New York Knicks. We're we're gonna like Dante's gonna get the start. Mike's gonna Mike's gonna get some rest, and then you know we're gonna see a lot of you know Dante Exum and and, and Emmanuel Mudiay. Yeah, tonight. so I, if Dante can play and do really well, that just means Mike Conley doesn't have to be overplayed and can have nights off. And even more than that, just not play more than 30 minutes a game. Just keep his minutes at right. a good level. So yeah, when you're playing the, 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 whoever it is, the, the bad teams of the league, you don't have to get your players worn out and that's going to be a big deal. I do think there is a caveat to all this with Dante though. Um, because Utah, and we've talked about this a little bit because with Mike Conley, uh, the trade for Mike Conley and signing Bohan Bogdanovich and going big in free agency, the Jazz have pushed all their chips to the center of the table. If they think there is something holding them back from winning, because they, they've they said they're going for a championship in this championship window of two years. 
they believe they can win 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 at least once in the next two years. If one of these pieces um is not producing and holding them back, they with how aggressive Justin Zanuck has been. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. He will let people go. He will move on. Like he's already moved on from Derek Favors, which was a really, 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 really tough decision. They've all talked about how tough that was because they said the the ability to get better was was out there if they did so. Uh, the, and they've made tough calls. And so if Dante Exum, if this this next year they were like, man, we could do something with that contract and there's something available, I, I do think they would be like, yeah, let's let's – Let's take care of this. Let's let's uh let's make some moves. And I think, as well, Emmanuel Mudiay is part of that push right there, where it's a it's a low risk, high reward type move. Where he was a lottery pick just uh, not too long ago, and this is going to help Dante. This is really going to help Dante and push him to be his best self. Because I don't think you ever want a player feeling like especially on a championship team, that his spot is um, is all his. And he doesn't have to do anything about it. Because even even on this championship team, uh, championship contending team, everyone has to take a big step forward. You need Mike Conley to be as good or if not better um, than last year. You need Donovan Mitchell to take yet another step. You need Joe Ingles to be healthy all season long. Um and you and you need him to shoot forty percent, so he has to return back to two seasons ago. You need Boyan Bogdanovich to be able to uh, to knock down those corner threes and take people off the dribble. You need him to be what he was with Victor Oladipo, and possibly what he was with um, when Victor Oladipo went down. And you need Rudy Gobert to step up and take another step with all that space. Now, now all the excuses are out. Like Rudy Gobert is operating with a ton of space. So what can he do with all that space? And you need and you need your role players to step up. You need Royce O'Neal to shoot 40%. You can't have him start out slow. You need you need uh like well you know what you're getting from Jeff Green. I don't think you like what Jeff Green is Jeff Green. You need Ed Davis to uh be able to provide relief to Rudy Gobert. So if one of these cogs is not working, it's not like the past year where you're like, well we're probably gonna lose the Golden State Warriors and Houston Rockets anyway. So it's not enough to shake it up. This year it is because this is your moment. This is your chance. And so, um, and I'm sure Dante Exum knows that better than everybody else um, and is and is working his tail off. But I, and I think any one of these pieces, if it's not working right, I think Dennis Lindsay has given Justin Zanuck the green light to be like, if it's not working, we're tweaking and making sure it works because we've, we we gave out up assets for this. We're doing this. Mm-hmm. So that's an, that's the exciting thing. But um, and so I think it's uh, I think with Dante, it's like it's 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 either he's he's really being a contributing factor, or he's going to his contract is going to be used to bring in somebody who can 
because it's and and it's not because it's like he sucks and trade him. That's not really it. You're going to have to give up probably some other assets to get somebody to replace him. Um, but his contract is nine point six mil, so you, you you can work with that. So it's it's going to be super super interesting um, as far as that is concerned. Otherwise, I think Joe Ingles could be their their sixth man. Joe Ingles could really. Um, come in and just like light teams up and be a good defensive force. So he's not going to be a Lou Williams. Um, and he's never going to be a dude who just like lets mm-hmm. it fly. Uh, him coming off the bench is going to be fun. So we know, so we know who Donovan, uh, that Donovan Mitchell is going to be Utah's leading scorer unless something goes really wrong next season. Yeah. Who do you think is going to be Utah's second leading scorer? Second leading scorer is probably Bojan Bogdanovic because I think he's going to play a lot of minutes and he's going to shoot 43% from three. Uh, Bojan's probably, I mean, we kind of talked about our starting four. He might just be our starting four and just dominate every other starting four on the offensive end every single night because he's he's a dynamic Mm -hmm. player and he shoots really well. He's going to take, I mean, he's going to get open looks from Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley and he's going to knock them down. I think, I think it's kind of a, it's a mix between Mike Conley and and Boyan Bogdanovich, but I hope it's not Mike Conley because I just don't want Mike Conley to play more. I mean, if Mike Conley plays more than thirty two minutes in a game, I'm annoyed because I just want him. I yeah, I want I want Mike Conley to be our second leading or uh, or almost leading scorer mm-hmm, in the but playoffs during the season. It's like number three. Um, in the third during the season, no, yeah, number three, number three, and sometimes and, number four. And the thing is, and you mentioned him before. It, it, we might be surprised and it might be Rudy Gobert. Uh, one of the things this season that uh, we noted, like we saw is that Rudy Gobert, when he plays with a stretch four, he does really, really well. His numbers go up and that's because all he has to do is beat the other big in pick and roll. And we know that Rudy's the best pick and roll big man in the NBA uh, in terms of rollers, because he just creates so much space. Yeah. And so Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell are going to be, their assists are going to go up because Rudy Gobert is going to just cause. I mean, it's just going to be the same idea as you have with Harden and Capella. It's like that because of the spread floor, you've just you've got to deal with Harden and Capella, and they just eat you alive. And the Jazz are going to be the same thing. Uh, it's just going to be: Do you want Donovan to go to the rim, or are you going to hope that Rudy doesn't catch the lob? But we know that Rudy catches yeah. those lobs and finishes them at an elite level. Mm-hmm. It might be Rudy Gobert, like scoring eighteen points a game. Who knows? Uh, but I, my bet would be Boyan um, just hits 20 to 22 points per game during the year. They're paying that man. He's got a score. I, I think, yeah, I think what's really cool about Utah's lineup is besides Donovan Mitchell, it's a really balanced lineup. And so, um, and this team, at least in the past, uh, past few years has been incredibly unselfish and they're able to uh, really, really um, take a step back and not force themselves to um, what's the best way to, to to basically force themselves into role where they're like, I have to get this many points or whatever. Um, I think it could be very uh, Detroit Pistons esque of two thousand four, where where it's it, it it's a different if it, it's a different leading score every night. It could be somebody completely, completely different. So it could be, um, well, actually, I shouldn't say leading scorer. It's always going to be Donovan Mitchell for the most part. But um, 
it's going whoever's that second leading scorer is going to rotate. It could be Rudy Gobert because they're like, no, Boyan's been hot. We need to stay on him. And then all of a sudden, Rudy Gobert is just eating up space and and gets like thirteen, you know, thirteen attempts that night. And if he gets thirteen attempts and he shoots what he did last year, which was sixty seven percent, which he could shoot even higher, which is insane, but he could shoot even higher because he's gonna have less dudes on him. Um then it could be an even in, more insane um, thing because the two the two shots in in the in the in the NBA game that you want more than anything is you want a dunk or or you want a corner three and then right behind that mm-hmm. is a free throw. Like there you go, dunk corner three free throw. That's it, and um, and so. And plus Rudy Gobert, if he's shooting like 67% from, if he's shooting 67% in in restricted area, that's, he shoots higher in the restricted area. I think it's like something obscene, like 78%. Um, But he, just his regular field goal percentage is 1.34 points per shot. So if I'm, if I'm an analytics guy, I want to give him the ball more. Oh yeah. (laughs) Because... I know, I know, I can get more points by that. And the problem of giving him the ball more was turnovers, uh, because and it's not Rudy's fault. It was, and you saw that a lot with uh, Ricky Rubio, Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles trying to get the ball to him. It was just congested, and part of that was Ricky Rubio. Part of that was playing with Derek Favors, and and part of that was um, even if the Jazz had shooters out there like a Jay Crowd or something else, they're like, eh. Like I, I'd rather I'd rather deal with um, with like for example, Jay Crowder shot thirty three percent from three. That's only point nine nine points per shot. So I'm going to I would rather I'm going to guard Rudy Gobert over over Jay Crowder every time because of that. So so now that that calculus has changed. Now you have. Boyan Bogdanovich, who open from from the corner three, is shooting fifty eight percent, and oh, that's one point seven four seven four points per shot. Okay, now the calculus is changing on this, and so um, I, I think what's hard is last year Rudy Gobert he averaged fifteen point nine points per game um, on a lot of career highs. Um, I think his field goal percentage could go down a little bit because he's going to be getting so many uh, shots and, and variance is a weird thing. Andy Larson has talked about this. Um, sometimes it just, it, it hits and it, it, and so a player could have perfect conditions and it's going to drop for some reason. Their variance is weird when it comes to stats. Um, so, but even if he does, I think he's going to average like 17 points a game. I'm not sure if he averages like my question to you, does he average more than 17.5 points a game or less than 17.5 points a game? His highest was last year where it was 15.9 and there's more, there's more scores. That's the other thing too, where he's just like, he could like, if he's still getting about nine shots a game, that's a lot considering now Boyan Bogdanovich is there and Mike Conley is there and you want those guys also taking Um, shots. I think if I was betting, I'd probably, what did he average last year? So about so if he was to do more you're than 17.5. So basically you're saying he's going to is he going to average two more points a game? Uh 
Yeah, two more points a game. You know what? Two more I points think a game. It's going to be a spread system. So I think, you know what? I think, honestly, I would probably say yes. I think he has it in him to be kind of an 18 and 12 guy. I think he's going to have nights where he scores like 30 something points because he's going up against a weak center and a bad team and he's just going to go ham. And then, you know, there'll be nights where it's a little lower, but I think, I think the spacing for Rudy and having all that shooting, uh, really makes that a very a big a possibility just two more points with a better point guard and more spacing the i honestly the only reason i think he wouldn't do that is if the jazz just blow teams out and rudy just doesn't have as much time on the floor and the jazz try to just preserve his body for the playoffs as well i think that's really the only reason he wouldn't do that but if he plays 32 to 36 minutes a night i don't see why not uh he's gonna have one of the best pick and roll uh, guards on his team now giving him the ball along with Donovan Mitchell who's going to improve as a pick and roll player I think so I think it won't be much I don't think he'll score mo- much more than 18 points per game but I, I could see him averaging 18 points a game that's not um, a huge change but yeah let's say a lot of shots just go to Mike Conley and Boyan and Joe Ingles and the there's just not at a certain yeah. point. There's just not enough shots to go around. Here's my big prediction, though. I think the Jazz will have two All Stars on this team this year because I think the Jazz are going to be the number one seed in the Western Conference. The reason I say that is the Clippers are going to be missing Paul George for the first month of the year, and then probably slowly bringing him on, and are going to load manage Kawhi, and then the Lakers as well, Kawhi. who I see as maybe the other like the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Jazz. To me, are kind of the top three. And I think they're going to load manage LeBron and yeah, AD. The, the Clippers scare me in the playoffs. The Clippers really scare me in the playoffs. But during the regular season, I think yeah, they're, there's they're going to have like uh, forfeited mm-hmm. games exactly. And that's of why I think management. I think Utah will have two All Stars. I think it's probably Donovan and Rudy. And I think that's because they're going to be the number one team in the Western Conference. And I think they're just going to they're just going to blast teams out of the water. I think there's going to be a lot of fourth quarters where we see a lot of Jeff Green and a lot of George Niang and a lot of, uh, you know, Mie Oni and stuff like that. And the jazz are just, if they're the number, if they're the number one team in the, in the West, I think my, I think they have three, well, at least two. Cause, because, because there, I could see a narrative building for Mike Conley where it's just like, he needs to have an, he he's played so well. And he deserves this. Like it, it could be almost like when Kyle Korver became an All Star, where it was just like, "Look at this team! Look at this team!" Like it doesn't happen. Like it could almost build to that, just because he's. It's not like Mike Conley's coming out of the consciousness, and and he's never been in in that conversation before. So I think he possibly could. But yeah, I definitely think Donovan and and Rudy yeah, are going to be All Stars next year. At the very least, Donovan Mitchell is going to be an All Star next year, and then I think Rudy will get that kind of like. You should have got it last year. You're the best team in the Western Conference in terms of record. Uh, you know, they'll give it to him. And I, I do think, so one of the things I'm really excited about this year is uh, the fact that we're talking about three or four guys that could be on the starting lineup means this is a pretty deep team and are going to win a lot of games because of that. I think the Jazz are going to have a system that is just really easy for their players to play in. It's going to be just four wings, uh, with one rolling big. That's why I think Don- Dante is going to have a great year on the bench is because I think last year's system was just so complicated to make up for just the lack of spacing. Everything's hard, so everything has to be super precise and 
and intricate mm-hmm. and and I just don't know if Dante is um because he hasn't developed I just don't know if he's able to pick up those things as quickly as like uh Don, I mean Donovan Mitchell is just a marvel at how quickly he picks things up uh but I think with a simpler system it'll be easier for Donovan uh Dante it's like you take the pick and you go that's all he, you know it's going to be much more simple and if it the if they're closed off at the hoop pass it to the the corner 3 you know it's just going to be a very simple system yeah. that he'll be able to pick up everyone else will it's going to be the jazz are going to be a top five offense and the real question is can the defense stay at that level and i actually think they can because if the more times you're putting the opposing team in in half court possessions the better your defense is and they're going to be doing that like a lot more than they did last season Ugh, they're going to be so freaking good they're going to be so good oh they're going to be really good going to be really really good i so i just ran through this really quick for like possible people who would take um a, an all-star spot and you got so james Harden, Steph Curry. i think sure. those are like your two like okay these are those are guaranteed um and then uh paul george it could uh, i could see him getting voted in just because of mm-hmm. the la bump we're just like he's in la Kawhi. he gets in um and he gets in and Kawhi is going to be in. So, uh, like, your definite starters are going to be, like, Steph Curry, James Harden, Kawhi. Um, LeBron. And then uh, Paul George. Uh, Paul, Paul George and then LeBron. And, and then Anthony Davis. So, one They're, of those, those Anthony are, Davis all is the definitely going to be an all-star. Gonna get, so, Kawhi, Paul George, LeBron, AD, they're all in. Steph. Yeah. So then it becomes coaches. And then so what the coaches are going to be choosing from are basically like Russell Westbrook, Dan Donovan Lillard. Mitchell, um, like whoever's left over from those guards who couldn't get in, whether it's Steph Curry, James Harden, Paul George, whatever. Um, and then you have Gary Harris, Dam- Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, Drew Holiday, and Mike mm-hmm. Conley. And that's it. And, gosh, it is so is hard for guards to get in the in the West team? still. It is just no. Okay. Yeah, it's going to still be tough, but I think if you're the number one team in the West, you're going to get a nod. People are going to want to vote for Jokic. Rudy Gobert. Yeah, Jokic. And so Jokic will be in there. Um, Rudy Gobert will have contention in there. I think Donovan Mitchell is definitely going to get in. I think Rudy Gobert is definitely going to get in. Um, I think the only reason like Rudy Gobert might not get in um, even though he became so, he got so close. What will be if his points take a step back because you got Mike Conley and Boyan Bogdanovich, um, really, uh, really killing it. So, but even then, he's going to be putting up the same numbers and being such a defensive mm-hmm. freak again. Um, ah, gosh, it, there's just so many good, good and players. injuries might play a role. Um, like if Paul George in, just doesn't play very much, the then maybe you know who knows, but. Yeah, Russell Westbrook and and James Harden. That's just true. Like implode. Oof, that's gonna be a that's um, gonna be a crazy wow. team. They may be surprisingly good, and they might be. That feels like a team that could go. That has a variance. Like this could go really bad, or it could go really good. <laughs> that's gonna be a. Yeah, because I didn't think Chris Paul and James Harden. I was like, this there's not enough ball for those two, and then it really really worked. So I don't know. I I do think they're their window for them working out well yeah, like is like could, a year. I don't know. And that's when Daryl Morey's <laughs> just like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. 
I got collecting this bag. Like I'm done. Peace, y'all. Yeah. Tip your waiters. So, yeah. So I, I don't know. Is but it's. I think there's a strong chance that Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, if, especially if they're a top seed, they're like one, two, or three next year. They're definitely in the All Star game. So, um, the other cool things that happened. Speaking of Donovan, this week Donovan awesome. shoes sold out, which is insane. It is so cool. And then the uh, and then the other thing that that happened um, is Donovan Mitchell, oh, some other players like James Harden, um, Russ. Uh, who else dropped out of? Um, oh yeah, Paul George. Eric Gordon, I think. Um, you have out, a, a lot. Eric Gordon dropped out. Yeah, a lot of guys are dropping out from um, doing Team USA uh, this year for the FIBA World Cup. Um, I honestly think there's a big chance that Donovan Mitchell is going to be in it, and I think that's. Um, with him being so young, I'm not really worried mm-hmm. about the injury thing. Um, I think it's going to just be good because he's going to uh, get to get to be around other top performing players, get to learn from them, do some recruiting for 2020, just don't be uh, 2021, and uh, yeah, just don't be recruiting. Always Recruited. be recruiting. Don't be <laughs> be recruited. Yeah. So. Um, and uh, so that should be really exciting to see. Like the, that means the Jazz will ha- have. Um, you'll see Joe Ingles out there, Rudy Gobert, um, Joe Ingles for Australia, Rudy Gobert with France, and then you also have Donovan Mitchell with um, with Team USA. And then is is Boyan are, are the uh, Serbia in? I don't know. I don't know, but he might play. Um, yeah. So and didn't Rudy not play last time? Uh, I, I wonder if he actually goes. Maybe, maybe not. Rudy's in uh off season training mode right now, posting a lot of the gym vids. Oh, he was part of the he wasn't with Serbia, he was with uh Croatia. Excuse me. And um like maybe he's and skipping it doesn't out. Look- Honestly, if they don't play, it doesn't hurt my feelings. Yeah, it doesn't look, it doesn't look like Croatia. It doesn't look like Croatia made it. So, well, good. Um, Stay fresh, Bojan. So, so, it, so he, he uh, he's Joe Ingles. Like as he's coming off the bench, he can he can wear himself out. Um, actually, it's probably going to be playing go. himself into shape, <laughs> which is good. Just stay healthy, Joe. But that's really good. Hey, yeah, just stay healthy, talk your trash, live your best life. Um, don't get arrested in China. Like it was just, it was just, just what it do. Um, so that would be exciting. I, I think with with everything, the uh, um, it's just going to be, it's just an exciting off season. We got FIBA World Cup in a month. Where we Jazz have had an exciting off season. Now it's just like we're going to start seeing like. Uh, Yep. Um, muscle watch picks. Rudy, Rudy's already player going to be like, yeah, they got, yeah, Rudy's yeah. muscle watch all year round though. Like he's not the he type does of guy where he's like, when he gets well, ejected really from the games, gym and he get just goes like, in. And... I know he's just, he's just like, yeah, he, he, he knows, he knows, he knows what he's got. So I, I believe that's all of us. Like, I, I mean, there's a little, quite a bit of stuff that's that's happened in the past two weeks, even though it's you know sort of quieted down. So, like always, follow us at slcdunk.com. 
You can check out this podcast by searching SLC Dunk, and it's going to pull up all of our amazing podcasts, whether it's this one, SLC Punks, The Right Tempo, and of course, James Hoops Nerd. And so definitely subscribe. We got amazing things coming uh, coming along there. Also, um, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and you can always stay up to date, and you can and you can comment, retweet, share, and uh, and share and, and just share us to your family. Let's mm-hmm. be a part of your family. Just bring us, talk about us at the table. We're your friends. No one else is your friends. We're your friends. We're your real friends. Yep. Colin. Colin. Right? Yeah, Colin. We're your we're your real friends. So anyway, check us out. We hope you all have a good one. Do you have anything else, James? No, just uh uh I uh I'm excited to be here. I was in a bad car wreck. Uh got new oh, perspective. Yeah. yeah, James James uh totally wrecked his car. Um he was totally. going like full fast and furious. <laughs> no, I was not. It just <laughs> things went bad and uh I would just like to say I am grateful to Geico. Uh no paid plug, Geico was awesome. And uh I'm just glad that's over. That was the worst. <laughs> so glad to be here. But, but Geico, uh, if you, you want to have a paid pl- plug, you can talk to us. Geico, if you want to give us bags of money, bags of money, bags of money, full bags of money, full bags of money. Peace out, y'all. Talk Especially to you later. You, Colin. Bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>